What do a wind that can break rocks, an earthquake, and a fire have in common? These three noisy elements were presented to the prophet Elijah when he was trying to hide in a cave. Elijah was tired of the unbelief of the children of Israel and of their evil intent upon him. He was left alone, and they pursued him to take his life. After these three noisy examples, there came a still, small voice. And the Lord God spoke to Elijah and told him what he must do. There are a lot of things that make noise to distract us and keep us from hearing what our Heavenly Father has for us. In this example, God reached out to Elijah to help him. God is always ready to speak to us and help us through the traumas and challenges of our lives. Elijah was at the end of his rope, but God was there to speak to him and give him strength to endure. Will we take the time to listen to what God has to say? What will you do? Perhaps you should give a listen. It has become my motif at the end of my introduction to call you all to give a listen. At this moment, you are listening to my voice. You have made the time to listen to me today at this moment. You made an intentional decision to take this time to listen to me. How intentional are you to sit and listen for the sound of the voice of God? I know people who have heard his voice audibly, and though that would be an amazing thing, I have come to learn how to hear his voice within my heart. And he speaks with me more than I recognize. I have heard it spoken of for many years, but in the last year or so, I have come into the practice of a new type of prayer, at least for me. It is called listening prayer. It's where we learn to be still, to be quiet, and simply listen. Within the stillness, within the quietness of a moment made for listening, I felt your breath on me, and you spoke and whispered, and your love set me free. Sitting and waiting, resting and knowing, that in a moment made for listening, I will hear your voice as you impart a promise, and your love sets me free. At rest in you, in your arms, embraced in a moment made for listening, I experience your presence as you touch my heart and your love sets me free. I have slowed my pace, stepped out of the race, paused in a moment made for listening. I see the truth of your heart as it floods my whole being and your love sets me free. When was the last time you intentionally sat and listened for the voice of the Lord? I know what it's like to be busy. I have been self-employed for over 32 years. Some days I travel over 100 miles to go to work. There is paperwork, and then there is paperwork, and then there is more paperwork. There are telephone calls, and there are emails, and there are scheduling challenges, 
and it keeps going. That's just my business. But then there's my artwork, and then there's a novel, and then there's this podcast, and then there's the need to eat, sleep, and do the dishes and the laundry. So where do I fit God into my schedule? Fortunately, I learned a long time ago that he must be my priority. He is the senior partner in my business. He is the inspiration of my artwork and my novel and my podcast. In the last couple of years, I have endeavored to build what I call, in my poem, a moment made for listening. Though I use the word moment, I do not mean a brief moment. I mean a period of time. I love it when I can devote an hour to this new practice. But even if I can only manage 15 minutes of intentional quietness and stillness before the Lord... Those 15 minutes of intentional seeking are worth so much. Psalm 46.10 tells us to be still and know that he is God. The context of this psalm includes being troubled, the earth being moved, the unbelievers making a bunch of noise, and wars being around us. The Lord instructs us to be still and know that he is God. Verse 1 of this psalm says, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. So what do you do when you are in trouble? We have a refuge in God, and he is our strength and a very present help in trouble. Where is our trust? Where is our refuge? I am very thankful for the many business associations and agencies that are set up to help us in times of need. I pay for the premium version of AAA service. If my car were to break down, I can get a tow for up to 100 miles. That's pretty good help. I believe that God is faithful to his promises, and I know that he is faithful because I see him act on my behalf all the time. Speaking of needing help, have you ever asked a good friend to take you to the airport? Are they a very present help in time of need? If you live in a big city and the airport is on the other side of town, it is asking a big favor for that person to take you to the airport, usually very early in the morning. Fortunately, long distances don't scare our Heavenly Father, nor do the dark hours of the morning. He is ready, willing, and able to come to our aid at any time. It's one thing to ask of a good friend, but how about a new friend? For someone we have only known briefly, it is asking a huge favor to do such a task. So how is your relationship with your Heavenly Father? Are you intimate with Him? Do you have a good relationship? Do you regularly spend time with him? Psalm 27.4 has become a theme in my heart. It goes like this. One thing have I desired of the Lord, that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. What is your desire? From where will your desire be obtained? How much and how often do you seek it? Where do you dwell? How often do you dwell there? What are you looking at? 
And where are you inquiring for the things of your life? This verse is so rich. This shows a depth of intimacy. This is very intentional. This is very focused. Now, consider this verse, but remove the Lord. One thing have I desired, that will I seek after, that I may dwell in my house all the days of my life, to behold beauty and to inquire in my temple. When we leave the Lord out of our lives, then our lives are all about me. As I have begun in recent times to quietly sit in his presence, I have felt his anointing and his joy and his peace like never before. I have sought him and I have found him. Consider the truth in Isaiah 55 verse 6. Seek ye the Lord while he may be found. Call ye upon him while he is near. The word seek and the word call are both written in the imperative mood. These are commands. We are commanded to seek the Lord and we are commanded to call upon him. So what are you doing with your time? It takes practice to be still and recognize his voice. But the Lord is seeking you to seek him. In a good family atmosphere, when a child is in need, they will seek out mommy or daddy. It is only in troubled families where a child isolates themselves. When they do not sense love from their parents, they will turn inward. How much greater love can we find than that of our Heavenly Father? Do not let your experiences with a mother or father that did not come to your aid let you think that your Heavenly Father would act in the same manner. Again, we are admonished to draw near to the Lord. In the first phrase of James chapter 4, verse 8, it says, Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. God has given you an invitation. When you accept that invitation and show up, he shows up. He waits patiently for you to come to him. And my intention in today's podcast is for you to come to him to listen. So let's go back to asking a favor of a friend to take you to the airport. If all you ever do to that friend is ask for favors, how long do you think they will stay your friend? And though God is far more patient and forgiving, he waits to be your intimate father, your Abba. Your Heavenly Father is not an ATM or a department store for you to walk into and just get stuff. He yearns for our affection, for our love. He gave us freedom of will to choose Him or not. With freedom of will, our love can be true. God did not make us robots. We have a choice. So what do you choose to do today with your time? Will you make a moment for listening? A regular part of your walk? Give a listen. There is a very common word used in the New Testament to describe those who believe in Jesus. It is the word disciple. It means one who learns. A disciple is one who disciplines themselves to study and appropriate knowledge concerning something. 
So how disciplined are you in your relationship with the Father? Again, my analogy of asking favors of friends comes to mind. Friendship is something that we work at. It is an intentional decision to befriend someone. It takes work and it takes time. Being a writer and a wordy person, I tend to be very detailed when I tell someone a story or relate how I am doing today. Fortunately, I have some very patient friends who listen to me. They take the time. They do it because they love me. Take some time today to be still and quiet and listen for his voice. He's waiting to talk to you.